Welcome to The Courage Effect. I'm Suzanne Weller, and this is a show about growth and unleashing what's possible. You will hear inspiring stories about what courage looks like, how we navigate what's getting in our way, and the opportunities that surface when we choose courage over comfort. Let's get started. Hi, all. Great to have you here. This is Suzanne, and I'm excited for today's show because it's a bit of a departure from what we usually do. This show is called Courageous Books. I put a request out for people to come on the show and talk about books that helped to spark them into courageous acts. What were the books that they read that really made a difference in their lives? Because I know that I have at least a few. So I have a collection of guests today that are going to talk about their courageous books. You're going to hear some great recommendations, which we'll put all in the show notes and reasons why they were selected by some amazing guests. The first guest is Dr. Adiola Mead. She's a physician who specializes in workplace well-being. As a speaker, consultant, and fractional chief well-being officer, she practices with leaders to address burnout holistically and maximize their ROI on well-being initiatives. Her passion is to contribute to individual and organizational thriving. What is the book that sparked you into being more courageous? That book would be The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho. Talk to me about why that book. I think I was just at a time in my life where I was deep in study. I was in naturopathic medical school at the time and towards the end of that journey and needed a break, I think a mental break and ended up reading this fiction book, which I told you before, I don't read a lot of fiction. I never have. And it just resonated with me because I've always had this deep sense of like wonder and connective connect connectedness and a sense of that everything is connected and it really tapped me into that reality of myself and it made me feel like that is a cosmic reality so it really helped me find this sense of alignment during that time ah fantastic I'd love to hear more about how it's impacted your life and your work yes it helped me realize this this concept that I think I hadn't articulated to myself before which was that um, the desires in your heart aren't just yours, you know, that there's like a cosmic story being told and you are one of the words on the page or you are the pen and that you're like consistently co-creating a reality with like cosmic forces and that that means you have agency and that you can you can choose how things go. There isn't one right path and even unintended results or what might feel like a mistake aren't you know they're just kind of parts of your path and that you can embrace them and embrace the sense of risk and um consider it an adventure right like no no matter what choice you're taking kind of reframe it as an adventure and an opportunity to learn more about yourself and what this big story that's being told through you will will end up as or will lead into next oh that's so beautiful and it sounds like it really sort of reframed mistakes for you mistakes in quotes yes (laughs) unintended results (laughs) that's how I look at them now like I didn't know that was going to happen but here we are and what can we do now and just maintaining that sense of agency like okay what do we how do we make lemonade out of these perceived lemons um if you want to feel like your life is a beautiful adventure and not a task list then definitely read this book to escape from that sense of like drudgery or weight and be awakened into like this beautiful tapestry that we're all part of. Oh, that's gorgeous. Thank you. You're actually inspiring me to reread it. 
Our next guest on The Courageous Book Show is Rick Ehlers. After a 30-year corporate career, he retired from the executive ranks to pursue a path that would allow him to give back. Coaching others is that path. Let's hear from Rick. There were a lot of books that sort of got me into the space of thinking about what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. So like most of us, Someplace in my mid-40s, I started to have that yearning with, you know, there's just got to be more than what what at that time was the, the corporate rat race. Um, and the book that I chose is a very different take on how you think about making a big change in your life. And the book that I chose was The Second Half of Life, Opening the Eight Gates of Wisdom by Angelis Arian. What I liked about this and how it contributed to courage was because it presents a very spiritual aspect for what you want that second half of life to look like. And what it did was it gave me the courage to look beyond just doing something different with my career. So it takes you deep into all the things that we think about as we age and all the things that become more important to us. And so it sort of gave me permission of sorts to look more broadly at what I wanted to do with the rest of the life. Nice. All right. What are the eight gates? Each gate is its own chapter in the book. And each gate has a different set of topics or considerations that we think about. And so it's just, it's a full sensory experience as you read it. And it just really expanded, at least it did for me, the way I think about what I want the rest of my life to look like. And to be much more courageous about being intentional and purposeful about the things that I do. And that's all things, you know, do I want to go do creative things? And what does that look like? What do I want to do for profession or vocation? Um, You know, how do I want to give back? All of those things are what we use yeah. And the other thing that's really beautiful about it is that at the end of each gate or chapter, she gives you questions to think about, journaling prompts, um, sort of artistic themes and things in literature that you might go explore. And so it just it really sets up a really nice way of looking at life through a, a different lens. Uh, and she does it beautifully. It almost sounds like it's this beautiful experiential guide. It is. And when you're like most of us, we grow up in a hard charging corporate life, fast paced, you know, all of those other things that we describe. Reading a book like this is a very different experience. So if you're already at that point where you're looking at doing something different and reshaping your life, um, this just gives you a lot of permission to take a much broader view of that. And I didn't just change what I I changed my entire life. You know, I built a life that provides the foundation for her. Nice. It sounds like it gave you, it put words to a lot of the things that you were feeling. And as you just said, gave you permission. Gave you wor- it gives you words. It gives you visioning. You know, I mean, she takes you to these places and there's just, it unlocks the imagination and it's peaceful and calm. And the other thing that I think was probably most striking about the book is it is intentionally spiritual without being over the top. And she makes she presents it in a way that it's just that's a natural part of being human. 
Mm. You know, we're spiritual beings having a human experience, and she really elevates that perspective, um, but yeah. still makes it very useful. Yeah. Sounds like it's beautiful and practical. So I love that it is practical. It, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm definitely adding it to my list because it's a new one for me and being, being in middle age, being, well, second half of life, it's, uh, it's, it's <laughs> well, the second half of life, you know, that moves for all of us because for some of us, it comes a little later, but the whole point is when you're at that point, when you want to, you know, relook at things, yeah, you know, as your kids are leaving for college and whatever that looks like, um, it's a great I love that. I love that it's something that you can use at various points, various milestones. So thank yeah. you for thank you for calling that out. Yeah. All right. So the second half of life, opening the eight gates of wisdom by Angelus Arian. Yep. All right. Thank you so much, Rick. Thanks for the opportunity and be well. My next guest is Melanie Vargas. Melanie is the founder and CEO of Radical Ignition, an executive coaching and leadership development firm. She's had an illustrious career that has spanned more than two decades and has cultivated her craft as a C-level human resources and organizational development luminary. Melanie, a dear friend of mine and fellow coach, so curious to hear about what book sparked you into courage. Yes. Well, the book that um, I'm excited to talk about is Playing Big by Tara Moore. This book really resonated for me. I and in fact, Suzanne, um, you recommended this book to me um, years ago, and um, it it uh, was a book that I picked up to read for some of my clients, and that it ended up really sort of resonating for me. Talk to us a little bit more about why it speaks to you. Oh, so many reasons. Um, she, um, Tara really talks about um, one of the things that stood out for me in the beginning of the book is how she she talks about how our inner lives shape our outer realities and I I believe that to be true as I, as in my work as a coach um and and she's really working to bring forward women's voices so it's really a book that's focused on helping women to find their voice to address their inner critic and where they're absent, because she believes that those voices will help um, create a better world. And, um, you know, as a woman who, you know, is in her mid fifties and who has spent that work, you know, a lot of my life kind of fighting that, um, it's the, the entire book just really resonated for me for so many reasons. Well, and it sounds like too, it also came at the right time. Yeah, it definitely did. Um, there's a chapter on callings. And at the time, you know, I was launching my co coaching business and figuring out, you know, the areas that I really wanted to specialize in. And I was still grappling with, you know, having this HR consulting business being part of my coaching business. And um, when I read this book, it helped me lean more in to the work that brings me joy which is really coaching and um, leadership development and let go of HR, which is really my old career. Um, and so it helped me see it in a different way, um, kind of defining my new story. And so it was, it's funny because, you know, I, I read it for a different reason. And then I realized I'm reading this book for me. It's really, really an amazing book. Playing Big by Tara Moore. Thank you for being here, Melanie. 
Hi, everyone. You're listening to The Courage Effect. We're going to cut for a quick ad break. We will be back in a minute. Stay tuned. Courage takes on many forms. I believe that one of the most courageous things that we can do is recognize when we need help and seek out support. Is something interfering with your happiness or keeping you from achieving your goals? If you're going through a hard time, possibly struggling with depression or anxiety, therapy can give you tools to approach your life in a very different way. That's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp's mission is to make therapy more affordable and accessible. It's an online platform where you can be matched with a professional therapist in as little as a few days just by filling out a few questions. I know from personal experience that finding a therapist and the right fit can be really difficult. With BetterHelp, you can easily switch to a new therapist at no additional cost. For more information and to sign up to get matched with a therapist, go to BetterHelp, that's H-E-L-P, dot com slash courage. Visiting this link both supports the show and gets you 10% off your first month of BetterHelp. So if you're struggling, consider online therapy with BetterHelp. Easy on the ears, good for the soul. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to The Courage Effect. This is Suzanne. And today's show is The Courageous Book Show, where we have guests talking about books that they read that really sparked them into courage. We've had some fantastic recommendations. I hope that maybe some of them have already been added to your reading list. And let's continue the magic. All right, let's keep the show moving along with our next guest, Rebecca Rockefeller. Rebecca is an executive coach who offers services in leadership and executive development, using an approach that is evidence-based, candid, and kind. Throughout her career, Rebecca has led large globally dispersed teams with a commitment to developing leaders, teams, and individuals, and always maintaining a reputation for calm leadership, dedication, creative problem solving, and outstanding enthusiasm. Let's hear from Rebecca. So the book I wanted to talk about today is called Untethered Soul. It's by Michael Singer, because it was very impactful to me as I was on a self-awareness journey that's lasted for a few years now. Um, the basic premise of an untethered soul is that you, you are not your thoughts and that your thoughts really constrain you in your day-to-day life in a way that may not be helpful to you over time. And so Michael Singer just does a really nice job of helping you understand using kind of thought experiments and exercises, how to release yourself from the um, constraints of your mind. And it's really freeing. And it was very important to me in my own journey. That's beautiful. Well, and I have to say it, it is one of the books that I found during my coaching uh, certification, which I also call my excavation, which I know we've talked about. <laughs> Because as you said, it is that process of just, you know, like the larger self-awareness journey. And when I did read it, I was really struck by, as you said, the whole idea of, you know, I mean, I remember there was a quote in it, which was when something is disturbing you, don't ask, what should I do about it? But why am I disturbed by it? And that I think was one of the first books that it brought to me. Each chapter is kind of a separate little exercise in one aspect of self-awareness that he's trying to help us develop. And in each chapter he lays out kind of a thought experiment with very practical and relatable questions that you can pose to yourself and that you'll instantly find answers to. You know, the whole idea that we are not our thoughts, that we are the the watcher, the self who is aware of our thoughts or can become aware of our thoughts is very freeing. 
Um, and, you know, he covers a number of different topics in the same way that's just really practical and relatable. So I think if you have the appetite for that self-exploration or your excavation, as you talk about, it's pretty good working material for that. Yeah. And I, I, you're all reminding me how practical it is. And I know that I've gone back to it to look for prompts for journaling, which has been really helpful. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's great for that. And, uh, you know, I probably haven't read it in a couple of years until you brought it to mind again recently. And then, so I obviously picked it up to get ready for this conversation. And I was like, you know, I could spend more time with this book. I am, I'm pretty far along the spectrum of being aware of my thoughts. Like, like that mindfulness is a practice that I actively pursue. Um, but awareness of my own personal energy and ways that I might be blocking the availability of energy for me. I'm a lot more aware of thoughts than I am of emotions, for instance. There's a lot of work to be done in here that can be pretty liberating for people who want to pursue it. And talk to me about why that's courageous for you. I think I think the whole idea of developing self-awareness is a pretty courageous act. So I look at any tool or mechanism or modality that you can pursue that increases your self-awareness as being courageous to begin with. It is pretty easy to go through this life in an unaware um, fashion and uh, awareness, you know, brings all your good things to the surface and all your foibles to the surface. And then you're, you're forced to courageously look at yourself and understand kind of the derivation of all your behaviors, be they good or bad. And I think that's a pretty courageous act. So, yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. So it takes a lot to get out of autopilot. It does. It does. And it's a constant, it's a cause for me, it takes constant work too, right? I have to work at that every day. Now I feel like my life is better because I'm a more self-aware human than I was to begin with. Um, and that's really why I'm coaching today is to help people develop self-awareness so that they can improve their lives. Um, but it, it takes work and it takes effort and it takes some courage for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you. I, I'm glad you brought this book to our audience. So the book is The Untethered Soul, The Journey Beyond Yourself by Michael Singer. Rebecca, thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Suzanne. It's great to be here. Our next guest is Jenna Taylor. Jenna works as the development lead for the Google Food Program, where she focuses on defining scalable solutions for the future of food service and hospitality. Jenna, tell us about your book. Hi, uh, thanks so much for giving me this chance to talk about one of my very favorite books of all time. Um, I chose Daring Greatly by Benary Brown. I read it many years ago, but when you asked this question, I reflected um, on how it had affected me at the time and actually read it again. I think what it did for me in the past, prior to reading this, I had really associated the idea of courage with bravery and acts of heroism. What this book did in, in dismantling that mythology of courage, you know, the crux of, of her message, I think, is really that courage is about facing shame and risking feeling ashamed. And that this idea of shame being a blocker that stops us from putting ourselves out there, taking risks. And a risk can mean asking a question in a meeting. Mm -hmm. It can mean asking yourself why you're upset about something. For me, it was such an aha moment 
when she when she reframed this idea that to be courageous can be a daily practice in life and it can be small decisions that you know may seem small in the greater context but that are scary or that put yourself at risk it allowed me to humanize this idea of courage and see myself as someone who is capable of courageous acts and then to to practice them it incrementally For me a lot of it was reflecting on my own issues you know facing my internal demons really looking in the mirror i think that that can be scary because again you're going to perhaps make yourself vulnerable to feeling ashamed of yourself or your actions or your thoughts and knowing that the reward for that work was that i could feel proud and i could feel courageous and that i wasn't you know self indulgent or weak or or anything and that it was very in fact normal to feel that level of fear and shame around those small things i mean that was that was transformative for me it was so vastly different from any other conversation i had ever engaged in around courage and it to me just made it an every person thing and it made it so accessible to me and and just demystified it entirely and that really unlocked it unlocked a lot of power in my life and has really again allowed me to reimagine myself as a courageous person and and to carry that practice forward. Mm, I love it. That's a powerful book. <laughs> I mean, I think I would not be the only person to say that it is in fact an incredibly powerful book. Yeah, it's one of my favorites too. So, Jenna, thank you. I really appreciate you sharing this with our audience. Oh, thank you. My pleasure. Our final guest on The Courageous Book Show is a returning guest to The Courage Effect. It is Nicole Christie. Nicole is the founder and CEO of Tula Productions, a storytelling studio that connects leading brands and notable people with their audiences through human-centered audio, visual, and print stories. She is also the creator of Hear For Me, a podcast about the power of choosing yourself. So my courageous book is called Kiss Off Corporate America by Lisa Kiverest. And um, the name probably tells you what it's about. Um, I read this book in, I believe, 1997. So a really long time. And I was just out of college and working, you know, my first corporate job. And I knew when I started that job that working in corporate America was not the place for me, that I was supposed to do something different, work in a different way, have more freedom. And reading her book about, she had worked at a major advertising agency in Chicago and, you know, her corporate exodus, essentially, of how she left that and went out on her own. She and her husband moved to rural Wisconsin and started farming and really found this very balanced way to live that felt authentic to her. Nobody was talking about that in 1997. And it really, really resonated with me. And it showed me that um, you could do this. This was an option. This was a career path. And she was just had this like great authentic voice that I also wasn't really hearing. That was a time when, you know, it was a lot of like, um, almost like, you know, motivational speaker, rah, rah, rah. It didn't feel like anything that I could relate to. So I ended up sending her an email 
um, from my corporate email address, which was really dumb. But back then, nobody knew that that was probably not a thing you should do. Not that I was saying anything other than I wanted to leave corporate America and uh, just, just sent her an email because her AOL address was at the end of the book and told her how inspiring she was and that I had felt for some time that I was destined to work in a different way. And she had given me the courage and the tools and she talked about all the things that you should do. And she ended up writing back and uh, we, we sent each other some fairly long emails and said um, to me, uh, reading your email was like having coffee with an old friend. And I was like, wow, kindred spirits. And she'd been, uh, you know, copywriter as well. But um, so we were both writers and end up sort of trading messages about this journey in life and how she did it. And uh, I've since lost touch with her, but she is still out there and on Instagram and still farming and renting her in and as a child. So um, yeah, she has thrived for many years in this space that she kind of had a, a leap on. Mm, well, and it sounds so emboldened too. I mean, kiss off. I, that's also a little bit dated, I think, phrase wise, but like, I, oh, yeah. it, it's as soon as you said, this is the book you wanted to talk about. I'm like, okay, I really want to know <laughs> who wrote this. What is this about? Yeah. So, but it definitely sounds yeah. really empowering and, and emboldening. So that's great. Yes. I agree with that hundred percent. Awesome. All right. Well, it's going on my bookshelf now. You know, the, the things that she, she actually recommends things. Like I'll just share one thing that was inspiring to me was um, a dream funder job. And it was essentially find something you can do that pays your bills, that doesn't drain the energy you need to put into the thing that you're building. And that was probably the most helpful advice that I received. I will say it took me a very long time to do that. Um, I don't know that choosing a career in consulting in New York City and in tech was exactly the dream funder job. You're like, oh, I'm working 18 hours a day and I'm really tired. Um, so it took a while. Uh, but yeah, finding things you can do where it's like, okay, you, you feel like you're you know, providing some value and you're good at what you do, but it's not taking every ounce of energy out of you so that you can sort of build your little empire. That was tremendous advice. So she has lots more tidbits like that. And probably some of them may not be relevant today this many years later, but, um, you know, we can all use our imaginations and twist them to modern times. Yeah. And it sounds like she really sort of gave you the kindling to, to really start the fire, to make a change, even though it was a long burning fire, you did it. Exactly. Exactly. It was, it was the kindling and the courage. Uh, I love it. It's Nicole. Great to see you. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me again. All right. Such a wonderful show. I am so inspired by all of my guests today, and I so appreciate them being here to share. And thanks to all of you for listening. I'm hoping that maybe you decide to add some of these books to your, your bookshelf. And let me give you a list of what they are, and we will also add them to the show notes. They are The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho, Kiss Off Corporate America by Lisa Kiverest, Playing Big by Tara Moore, Daring Greatly by Brene Brown, Untethered Soul by Michael A. Singer, and The Second Half of Life, Opening the Eight Gates of Wisdom by Angeles Arian. What I'm really struck by in the show is not only the variety of books, but the impact that reading has on our lives. These have the ability to give rise to action and to new things and to change. So happy reading. Thank you all again for listening. Stay courageous.